Hello and welcome to the Gallifrey 2014 Big Finish podcast. I'm Nick Briggs, I've got a bit of a sore throat, and I wasn't there. No, I wasn't in L.A. or on the outskirts of L.A. or near the airport in L.A. to do um, Gallifrey, the huge Doctor Who convention this year. Um, But Jason Haigellery, my co-executive producer and chairman of the company, was there. And so was Scott Hancock, who's done quite a bit for us, uh, especially recently. Um... And so here's Scott doing a terrible impersonation of me. Hello, I'm Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> and here's Scott doing a terrible impersonation of David Richardson. Hello, I'm David Richardson. <laughs> Hilarious, I think you'll agree. Anyway, uh, Scott and Jason answered quite a few questions from the audience. Oh, I've got a, a good go- first question. Oh, and I should probably explain that that isn't a member of the audience. That's Barnaby Edwards. Not the Barnaby Edwards you're probably thinking of, but another an equally brilliant Barnaby Edwards. Back to you, Barnaby. Um, I was going to say, that there's a lot of focus on the Doctor Who main range and the Doctor Who, um, the Eighth Doctor and the Fourth Doctor adventures, but you do a, a whole lot of uh, spin-offs. And, you know, which, which are people's favourite spin-offs that Big Finish do? Yes. Jane would like Do you know what? That, that, that was a really good idea. Um, when, when it was first mooted that we do it as a companion chronicle, um, I thought, what a fantastic idea, and we did it. And subsequently, it's, sold, it's the biggest selling Companion Chronicle ever, by some way. And it just showed there was interest. And then David had the sense to come to me immediately and go, why don't we do a series? And I said, why? Why don't okay. we do a series? You're very good with your impersonation. Do <laughs> your Nick Briggs, go on. I've done it. Have you? Hello, I'm Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, big finish. <laughs> you guys are hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. And how many Subscribers seasons are you committed to now? 200. Five, four million, another series. <laughs> Basically, it's terrible. They, 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 they say, uh, they look at me with their big, pale, uh, baleful eyes, does, as does David, and go, and they say, um, you know, it's the only reason we keep living is to do oh. these. And <laughs> it's nothing like emotional blackmail, is there? Uh, but actually, it's, it's, it's a brilliant series, and it's one of the things that we should be most proud of. In fact, it's... it's it's an example of what Big Finish can do that television can't. Because these days, you would never cast two guys, two guys in their 80s. Yeah, and you, they, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, yeah. Trevor Bax and, and uh, Christopher Benjamin both sound like they did in oh, totally. 77. Yeah. And they're so full of energy. Mm. And they are, they are fantastic actors. I mean, they're, they're, if, you, uh, if you haven't heard um, Baxter and Benjamin, the CDs we did for... Um, interviewing the both of them. We did it deliberately because they're so fascinating and they've done so much and their careers have been so broad that, um, you know, we wanted to be able to have a historical record of their careers, basically. What other spin-offs do people uh, like? Ah, the lovely word of Bernice. Yes, that makes you happy. I've been looking after her for the last few years and it's been quite interesting developing that because you're so aware of her history actually I mean she's she's 21 she's 22 this year in October Um, and that's a lot of history and she's taken on so many forms just with Big Finish actually that it's it's been quite daunting and the fans are so dedicated to her and 
but yeah, it's quite difficult trying to do stuff that's that's new with her, but also very faithful and and, and push her in new directions. And so, Gary and I did five box sets with her, and we did a charity special. I don't know if anyone's heard that many happy returns, um, which is brilliant. If you've not not never heard of Benny, look it up on the website. Many happy returns because all the money goes to charity, so it's a really nice little adventure and little flavors of Benny's life. Um, that's probably one of the things I'm most proud of at Big Finish because it, everyone did it for free. Yeah. And it was just a huge team of people pulling together, and it's a really worthwhile little drama. But yeah, but Benny's, I mean, because she was there at the beginning of Big Finish, she really does sum up everything Big Finish can do well. Then you gave us Love and War. We did, we did Love and which, War. You know, yeah. talking to Benny. Yeah. Which, I, which has sort of started a, a new kind of little mini spin off kind of range, which is Doctor Who, which is Doctor Who as much as anything else, but it's doing the uh, audio adaptations of the novels. Yeah, well, they're, 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 we've done Love and War. Um, and then there's and the Tom and Lala. The Tom and Lala things with yes. Gareth Roberts doing the, the Gareth Roberts Presents sort of thing, yeah. where they're doing, um, which one is it? English Way of Death? English Way of Death and Romance of Crime. Which Romance of Crime. Yes. No, romance of crime and in the English way of death. Higher science we don't talk about. Yes. That was the thing we I wasn't meant to We don't talk about the higher science. No. And possibly there will be some more will after English way of death. Yeah. So, Benny and Love and War and lots of exciting things there. Yes. What other spin-off ranges? Gallifrey. Gallifrey. Gallifrey countermeasures. Charlie Pollard. Dalek Empire. Charlie. Charlie's yes. coming up. I know nothing Charlie's about Charlie. finally... Finally! How, yeah. how long has Netflix been promising that? But that's it. India's another one of those people who's been around with Big Finish since the day it started, pretty much. And uh, how long have you been... Ha- had the Oh, uh, Charlie Pollard, well, it's something we've talked about for two years. Maybe longer than that. No, yeah. longer than two years. Really? Five years, Is at it least. five years? When was the last time... When did, uh, when did India leave Big Finish? playing Charlie. Oh, well, she went back with Colin for a yeah, while. Yes, she did. It's but uh, that's still three or four years yeah. ago. Forgotten Planet, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, which is probably about four years ago. It probably is four years, yeah. something like that. And Nick's been saying he's going to write it for like five years. Yeah, I mean, the principal <laughs> problem was that Nick has too much to write. And it's a problem which we had quite recently. We literally looked... Uh, I wish I could show you a big finished schedule, but I can't for two reasons. One, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, and two... It's massive. It's massive. Uh, and also, uh, at the top, it has all those ideas and programs that we haven't slotted in yet or haven't found a producer for or haven't found a writer for all that so the top of it is just a list of what we are going to do just to get India back playing Charlie again I realized how much I missed her playing Charlie when um, when I listened to light at the end so many people did yeah. everyone have we all heard light at the end <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And the reality, when I heard it I was thinking and when she phased down and disappeared I was like oh don't go you know, and I was talking to Paul about it. I said, "Did you miss it?" He went, "Yeah, yeah, I missed her," because he spent um, four and a half years with Sheridan and Tamsin, uh, and now he's got Molly. And now he's uh, got Molly and so Liv forth. Chanko, but, yeah. but he started with Big Finish for the first eight years, nine years with with um, Charlie. So I think she left in two thousand. No, she was still going, wasn't she? When Gary, yes, Gary left. No, no, she still so went. because she. Uh, Girl, what are you on? Like a hundred? We're on about a hundred eighty-eight yeah, at the moment. Yeah, and I think she leaves Paul, Paul's doctor in like uh, it's like a hundred and three, hundred and four. It's around the hundreds. Is the girl who right. never was. 
So that's like 80 releases ago. So if we Gosh. do a little bit of math. So maybe, maybe it is longer than that. But <laughs> okay, so this, this podcast is full of inaccuracies. We'll probably just edit it. I was talking to Paul yesterday about this, and I said, did you miss her? And he said, yes, I did. So you never know what might happen in the future, because um, India, I, I first met India up at the Edinburgh Festival when, um, when we first started with Big Finish, we cast people we knew, literally, mm. which is why if you look at, uh, oh no, it isn't. It's every actor mate that we knew, including at the time people like Mark Gatiss and so on, they're all in there. And when we, um, when we came to uh, start, and then again, I, it's, seems almost impossible to believe this now, but the intention was we thought, thought we might get away with six releases of Doctor Who in a year and then call it a day because you guys wouldn't want more than that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you said that really interesting thing the other day that effectively yeah. Big Finish was Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. saying, you subscribe to us direct, we will yeah. produce more. And well, that's why I was reminded of the fact we didn't start with a, subs- with a subscription. The first three releases were released. And then we, we actually were going to produce six scripts. Gary was doing it part-time. Mm. And uh, suddenly we, I went to Gary and said, these are selling incredibly well the desire for new doctor who at the time was massive and um i said gary we're gonna have to produce one a month and he went oh okay but he had to basically cut back on his workload for other things um and at that point when we realized we were gonna have to start committing but also with a one a month schedule we were having to record quite a way in advance to get up to that point Mm. we suddenly realized that cash flow was going to start doing this so um, at that point went right we'll have subscription because it was just based on what Doctor Who magazine did because they had a subscription yeah. so we did exactly the same thing we got the subscribers in which gave us the money to finance the whole of the first year and we got on with it and did it and never looked back mm. and um, again it seems funny now but when we decided to do Dalek Empire which was the first spin-off we did we looked at it and went, oh God, this is going to really tax us. Doing another four releases in a year. Blimey. Um, those were the days. Those were the they? days. <laughs> and, um, and that's when we, and Gary said, I, I can't. And Nick came to us with the idea anyway. Um, and him and Gary talked it all through. And it was decided that Nick would effectively produce that because Gary wouldn't have the time with the 13, you know, the 12. Mm. It became 13 later on with the 12 releases that we're having per year. So, you know, it's, it's funny now, looking back 15 years. But it's, it's it, and started. it is 15 years. Yeah, 15, 15 years this year, right? Yeah, it's 15 yeah. years in July. You're having yeah. a party, aren't you? Yeah, we're going to have to have a party. Yeah. But it's that mad thing. You look at the way the Big Finish world has expanded. Yeah. Uh, not just with Doctor Who, but with other franchises, ranges and original stuff. And it's, it's brilliant. Um, but would you have ever expected when you did Storm Warning that the love for a, an original audio character like Charlie would be so strong no, you could release a, a box set of original that was a risk and do you know where it came from um it came from the fact that and it's still to this day that um although doctor who and the master is owned by the bbc when they did the deal with fox obviously they had to effectively co-own a number of characters one of which obviously being um uh, grace holloway and uh but she was and also she was left behind if you see what i mean mm. so it made at the time we didn't have the maybe the confidence perhaps if it came up now we might go and ask but the reality is there's so much legal backwards and forwards on that sort of thing with American companies it would be it was just so much easier to say okay he hasn't got a companion we'll give him a companion 
and therefore find something new. And that was actually exciting mm. to go through it. And there was, I mean, it's, we've talked about different ideas we had. And originally, Charlie was going to be a 1950s travel agent. Um, in the days when international travel on tele on uh, on um, on planes had started, and they were going to meet because she was going to be travelling on a plane and blah blah blah. So 1950s, we'd never really done the 1950s, so it's something we should go back to, I think. We've done the 60s recently quite mm. a lot, obviously because of the yeah, anniversary. Yes. But actually, in the 1950s is something we should really have a look at. I must make make a mental mm. note about that because we've done the Second World War, we've done the First World War. The 50s is something we haven't done. Anyway. Um, the and it morphed and we discussed and then uh, then Alan came up I think it's Alan who came up with the idea of the R101 as a disaster and therefore the doctor could appear during a d disaster and one of the considerations at the time I think was the fact to do something about the Titanic as well yeah. but that was vetoed because we thought that to be frank I think it was just after Titanic had happened the the movie mm. was that 99 something like, in 98 97 98 yeah so it was it was the biggest movie of all time at the time and uh, it was so fresh and relevant it had been done to death so another disaster the r101 it was a real life thing and you have to be a little bit careful and a little bit sensitive with real life things obviously but um it was thought okay what if she was a stowaway so therefore she was never on the manifest so when she doesn't die it makes no difference to history, if you see what I mean. Except, of course, that then brought up... Because we didn't want, for example, to save a character that was on the manifest, if you see what I mean. So it all sort of made sense very quickly. And then subsequently, that led on to the idea, I believe, of the fact that she, she'd be, that time was cheated and she should have died. And that sort of caught up with her eventually. Mm. And that was all came out of that... You know, what do you do about this? Oh, we shouldn't redo really that. Oh, well, that causes that. So you can see how these things sort of weave around, and uh, you ended up with what was. Um, uh, I've said, you know, I, it's possible that, you know, if we had killed Charlie, for example, and I'm, and uh, people have said to me in the past, you kill too many companions, and we have killed quite a few. I've got to say, but, um, but. If we, if Charlie had died at the end of Neverland, for example, mm. or the beginning of Zagreus, um, then uh, I think, you know, uh, people would have said we want so much more. But the problem was because we got to that huge pivotal, pivotal point, and we loved India so much, we kept her on possibly a little bit too long after that, and therefore there was people saying, oh, we're tired of Charlie now, and so forth. But, you know, vocal minority and all that. Um, but there comes a time when you have to freshen things up. And we had the opportunity to do that when uh, BBC Seven said they wanted their own series, as it were. Um, and uh, they were going to buy in the series from us. And that gave us an opportunity to get a new companion for... A fresh jumping on point, effectively. Yeah, absolutely. Because, obviously, if we'd started to do stuff with BBC Radio Seven... Um, going forward, um, which had uh, a companion who had a huge backstory by that point. It, was, it, was, it would have been very difficult to compress it or to get the, um, uh, the, the, the listeners to follow along with it. So at the end of the day, 
this was a, a you know it was an option to go and get a new companion and it all made sense really but what that's led to after a very long winded reply is i think everyone's delighted to see charlie pollard back mm. delighted Absolutely. to see india back um the initial sales for um the box set has been extremely good so all those of you who went out and ordered it immediately thank you very much all those who still haven't why not <laughs> um, it is very reasonable, I have to say. Yeah, you, no, you're, it's you're doing these lovely deals with pre-orders where yes. you're you're being stupid with the prices. But no, but actually, it's it's very generous. It's no, two I don't mean genuinely stupid. But yeah. it's 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 really nice to actually, as you say, reward big Finnish fans who show such a keen interest. Yes. And, and let them get a sort of I mean, special offer. It comes, it comes very out of that Kickstarter kind of mentality yeah. with the subscriptions. Mm. And, you know, I, I think the, the pricing um, experiments you did last year mm. with the, um, uh, no, two years ago now, I guess, yeah. 2012, with sort of Love and War and Dark Eyes, and, yes. you know, has shown that, you know, if, if w- the people will go out and buy um, when there's a good price, and then yeah. that helps you really build a brand. And, you know, what, how many Dark Eyes have you commissioned now? Four. <laughs> I mean, and it will be four, and it'll be finishing at that point, but um, it's a finite series. But with um, something like that, um, as an example, um, that was, you know, and doing the, uh, the, the downloads for a pound, for example, mm. on the uh, uh, Jago and Lightfoot yes. and the Doctor, um, it was to actually get, you know, if, if we charge less, would you buy more? It's, it's simple economics. You know, it's. Uh, would yeah, it I work remember for that us? from school. Yeah. You know, it was so, like a graph, supply and, and demand. When we looked at it, the reality is one pound doesn't work. Absolutely doesn't work. I can tell you that now. Um, but with Dorian, yeah. we did the download series, and it was half hours, so we yeah. we made it effectively Too cheaper much. than uh, yeah. than half an hour. You know, an hour long plays about normally eight, eight ten quid or something yeah. on download. So we made it two ninety nine for half an hour. And subscription, I think, was twelve ninety nine for five parts, mm. and it seemed to work quite well. Yes, it was an interesting experiment. But then yeah. we found out most people actually wanted a physical copy as well. I know. It was. Which it was. It was that oh, yeah. series. We decided, right? Okay, we're going to draw a line in the sand. We're just going to do it digitally. We'll get it out of there digitally, which will save a lot of costs and so forth. And every, so many people eventually said, "We want physical copy." That we eventually, you know, you guys want what you want, and we will give you what you want if you ask for it enough. <laughs> that sounds a bit dodgy, but uh, <laughs> subscribers so, get more. Well, they do. Yeah. Um, so, what do you want to ask for? <laughs> Oh, Adric and the Fourth Doctor. Because uh, he's back with... Um, that, yeah, I mean, I, I, Matthew was never that keen to start with to come back and, and do it. And then we got him in a Dark Shadows release. With David Selby, yeah, The Creeping he, Fog. Yeah, he really enjoyed it. And um, at that point he said, I remember he, he said, actually, it was partially, it wasn't, wasn't to do with the working environment, it wasn't to do with anything else. It's the fact that he's not a teenage boy anymore. You know, and he's gone on um, he in a completely different direction mm-hmm. in his career, and um, so for him it was like, oh, I'm not sure I want to be a teenage boy, um, and now having worked with Big Finish and having done that and had fun, he thought, why not? Why not go back and mm. relive those fun times? It's a funny thing because Big Finish have rehabilitated so many characters who were perhaps perceived negatively or, or maybe not negatively but not massively positively in the TV series like mm. Mel yes. who, who people yeah. look at her TV interpretation and then I think Fires of Vulcan came out yeah, and everyone yeah. just went 
my God, not only is Bonnie fantastic, which she always was, but they suddenly went, God, look what you can do when mm. you give Absolutely. her a proper character. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I chatted to Matthew um, when I saw him at the beginning of the weekend, and he said he had a really great time doing the stories yeah. with, with, the, with the old team, and you know, it's, he's but really it's excited. Lovely. I mean, look at Janet as well. I mean, yeah. Janet mm. always said, no, 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 not going back there, not doing it, it's in the past, blah, blah, blah. Then she went, I'll and do then, one. And then she went, I'll do one, and we thought, oh, she's quite enjoyed it, and then she went, no, that was it, and then she went away. And then, you know, time passes. And with everything, look at Tom as well. Yeah. I mean, Tom didn't want to do it for 10 years. Now he's publicly said many a time that he made a mistake. He should have been doing these 10 years ago. And he sounds like he's having a blast. He is having, them. he says he's having the best time of his life because he's rediscovered the joy of being Doctor Who. And it is a thing, I think, for, uh, I'm, I'm going to give an opinion. This is, I do not know this as fact, but... Um, for example, if you're James Bond, if you're Sherlock Holmes, mm. if you're Doctor Who, to some extent you take on a mantle and you know, to some extent, you will always be known as that part for the rest of your life. But when Tom left Doctor Who, um, he was, um, you know, he was 50, 53, something like that? Sorry? 47. 47, no. 53, was he? Okay, someone will have to Google that. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe he was 47. Okay, okay. So that's, you know, that is weird for me to think because that's actually 18 months from now for me. That's quite weird. Blimey. But, uh, you don't no, look it, Jason. Thank you very much. Uh, well what you're saying is you think that Tom Baker looks older than me when he left Doctor Who. Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. <laughs> Good answer. We love stories. Good answer. Um, I mean, with Tom... Um, uh, you know, he still had so much to give and he went straight off and did theatre and so forth. And I think he felt that having done it for seven years, he had to, I'm, I'm, this is an outside opinion, I've not talked to him about this, he had to carve out a niche for himself elsewhere. And um, whereas I think uh, these days there's a different attitude towards being a major character like this in that Matt Smith is not going to have to distance himself from Doctor Who because these days... Matt Smith is a star as well as the, the, the Doctor being a star, mm. if you see what I mean. So he will move from different genres. He's gone, I'm sure going straight into a theatre show like um, American Psycho, American Psycho yeah. was a calculated move to be different to what he was doing before. Absolutely. And that's a very sensible move. But he's going to do other stuff. And like David, I mean, um, David kept on playing leading men. You know, mm. and you know, they're different to what he was doing as Doctor Who, but um, yeah, I mean, his work in Broadchurch is very undoctor-like. Yes, absolutely, but it's brilliant. It's oh, very amazing, yeah. absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, I'm really interested to see what he does with the uh, the American version. But uh, yeah. yeah, but can you imagine if one day, and it'd be lovely if Big Finish got the rights to the new series. But you mm. you can imagine maybe in ten years down the line, if if Chris turned around and had that same sort of. Realization well, you that, know that you've managed to get. Where people I wouldn't having. Oh, sorry. You know, having seen what has happened over the last ten years <laughs> with people going, do you know what? Okay, I'll do it. You know, because people change. I mean, you've you managed to get Tom and Lala. Yeah. Yeah. On Tom the and same Lala. CD. Yeah. The same CD. Mm. However, you know, it's it's not well. Yeah. It's it's the fact that you never know what could happen in the future because at the end of the day we're all human beings we all change our minds you know we we're not the same person i'm definitely not the same person i was when i was 21 i'm a completely different person and probably most of the people here 
um, would be able to say that who's over the age of 30 odd you know you'd probably be able to think oh, I'm not you know I'm very different to what I was when I was 21 or 18 or whatever the reality is that um, at the moment um, you know Chris I don't think would do Doctor Who um, yeah, well they're all this is the brilliant thing we're now treated to such brilliant actors who have a very busy yeah. schedule and, and are so committed to so many different projects mm. because we're just as we always were we were blessed with good actors Yes, but now Doctor Who is such an industry and raises them to such a high profile the offers coming in are just keeping no, them at, at bay completely. Absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, I would hope that Chris would come back to Doctor Who in the future. You know, that'd be great. Mm. I mean, I think we'd all love that. Because I don't think... I, uh, again, I've got no evidence of this, but I'm not entirely sure that Chris actually realises how loved he was as the Doctor. He did an amazing job. Mm. He did a job which... You know, he, he and Russell redefined Doctor Who. And um, if you hadn't got the right leading man at that time doing that job, then Doctor Who may not have worked. He had a, he, Billy was brilliantly cast, obviously, but Eccleston was amazing as well, and Russell gave them the ammunition. Mm. Yeah. There were issues, obviously, and that's been talked about, but the reality is that he... he you know, I, w I was very lucky to be invited along to the press showing for... Um, Rose, Parting of the Ways? Bad, Parting of the Ways, oh. the last episode. And um, I sat there, and uh, when it came to the end, um, I did actually start blubbing, as did a lot of other people in the room, including hardened journalists. And, um, and I saw Russell afterwards and I said, you made me cry. And he went, success. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's it is a because I was so grateful for what Chris had done, you know, mm. that to see him go seemed like such a shame. So hopefully over time, you know, we will see. So that's a big wish. You've yeah, crossed off totally. a lot of your wish list over the last couple of years, though, haven't you? Yeah. With things like Survivors and with uh, the Avengers and Blake Seven. I mean, no, we we did that. I mean, God, I mean, we, I sent an email around the other day, which I put in three rather spurious uh, television series from the seventies, and said, right, these are the next three, then, are they? And because we had just literally, we've got another one which we can't announce yet, which we're negotiating, and it's just to the point where you're going, well, that what else is there? You know, there is. Um, there's so many actually it's two beg your pardon God we've actually signed we've got contracts out for another series and there's one which has been negotiated well as moment. long as contracts are out Scott can announce it right. no, 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 no 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 you I'm told me <laughs> you told me I could announce something the other day and I got an email telling yeah, me David I really shouldn't have what was it oops <laughs> yeah. do you know that's exactly what Nick responded to on the email David sent a very polite and lovely actually he's always lovely but it was that sort of it's always weird getting a dressing down from David because he's so nice like about it you, you have like to read it twice don't yeah. you Did he, was, he, was he pissed off with me hold on there no I, I, oh. I you feel so bad because you go no one you know no. You, you all want to work together and it's lovely but yes and w I blame you entirely for that no it is my fault yes but, absolutely um, there we go. We have it on record, David. It was uh, Jason's fault. Yes. Um, Sorry. I was very excited by but the yeah. Avengers, though. I think that that's like... Yeah, really and you know what? Listening to the Avengers... Yeah. Um, Whose idea was pretty that? Well. Who, who, who came up with the idea to do uh, it? Because it's something so obvious, actually, when you think of all yeah. the cult TV stuff. No, absolutely. Do you know what? I, I honestly can't remember now. It definitely wasn't my idea. It was either Nick or David, I think. Mm. And um, so apologies to either of them who... Uh, because 
uh, I just thought it was such a good idea from day one. Because uh, basically, Canal Plus... Oh, I told him I know how it happened. It's because we were talking about doing something with Canal Plus, mm. something completely different. And then um, and they s- and then we said, oh, you do the Avengers, don't you? You've got the rights to the Avengers. They went, yes. I said, we'd like to do the Avengers. They went, oh, well, problems, issues, new stories. You know, and said, well, how about all the ones that were wiped? Because there's something like 20 episodes, I believe, that yeah. were wiped. Um, so if we can find the scripts for them, can we do them? And the audio recordings don't even exist. So it no. is the only way people in, a, in 50 years have been able to experience yes. these, these storylines. I mean, how daunting was it for you? Because with a lot of Doctor Who and well, Blake Seven, you, you yes. have the original cast. With the Avengers, you t- took a bit of a gamble in completely recasting Yeah, well, those we roles. had to. Uh, well, we obviously, to. yes. Yeah. But, but, but that's what's what been one of its big successes, actually. is Totally, because they're completely the right actors. That's it. Everyone says it feels so authentic. And yeah. Toby Robinson, I think, has re-recorded all the original music stings and scores. Mm. and it, It's just a really faithful... It is. It's a homage, and it's a loving homage as well. Mm. And but it's it's going to be very it's with survivors, for example. It's a bit of a reboot. Mm. So although we've got characters from the series coming back, um, we've got new characters coming in. You know, Louise Jameson, people like that, coming to play parts. Um, and that is has a different feel to it. But this was absolutely authentic, even down to the soundscapes. If you if you haven't heard them yet, and, you know, go and uh, have a listen on the Big Finish website to um, some of the uh, trailers, and um, you'll hear it, and you think, God, this is 1960s television, mm. which I you're mean, listening to. D- do you think the experience you had with Countermeasures, which also yeah. brilliantly evokes that early yes. 60s kind of... Uh, That's a very, very good thing. point. I think that, that helped immensely, actually. And uh, again, countermeasures. Um, I, I have a tendency to um, for people present really good ideas and I go, oh, all oh, right then, God. Because I'm fully aware that... I'm, I Back of my mind is the fact that you guys have to buy this stuff. So therefore, I'm fully aware that you don't have endless watches of cash. Another reason why, if you guys are subscribing to the main range, you're doing, you know, you may have supported Jago and Lightfoot for a period of time. You're doing this, you're doing that. That's another reason why, you know, we're going to offer you a discount up front if you support the line, because we're fully aware that you can't buy everything, you know, much as I'd love you to. And there has been occasions where someone has come in. Someone did it. Um, I'm just saying he said he might be here, actually. So was, was, actually, that's embarrassing if I did point him out. <laughs> He's not here. But um, there's a guy who came in and listened to a couple of shows. Lars Scalafrey had listened to a few and went, I love these. How much for the whole set? And he oh, meant yeah. everything. Everything we, on the table. We, li- we did him a deal. We give him a discount. I hope, you know, I'm sure you appreciate that. <laughs> Only a couple um, of grand. Yeah, well, it was a lot of money. It made me realise just how much we produce when it goes, what? Bloody hell. Um, yeah, when, when, it, when it's laid out on the table at the conventions like this, yes. you know, when you, you, you look at the, the, the mm. Alien Entertainment store downstairs mm. and when you see that in Chicago, you're like, wow, that's a lot of CDs. Yes. And I think about how many hours I've spent listening to them all. <laughs> can, can we Ooh. Oh, sorry, sorry. I need to disappear, actually. I've got, yes, you I've do. got uh, Thank you, Annette Badland downstairs at one. But we are yeah. doing the Dorian Gray panel at four o'clock. Yes. yes. I think okay. it's, it's you, me, Gary, Tony Lee, and Katie Manning. Wonderful. So anyone who likes Dorian, please yes. come along and we Where's will... Where's that going to be? That. Is it here. here? Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. 
and you've got your flights sorted now, so that's all marvellous. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, well, yeah, but okay. it's going to be. So yes. on, on the thought of um, subscriptions, and my friend Jory and I were actually talking about this last night, you have such an influx of new people coming in, and I understand that you have on the website, New to Big Finish, take a look at these stories. But what are your thoughts about having what I would call Big Finish starter packs? So for example, like a sixth doctor starter pack, you know, one doctor, the strongest stories, however many you would have to decide, things Completely. like that. Completely. I mean, um, we have talked about this on many occasions. It's a very, very good question. Um, we, it is on the agenda okay, good. to discuss and to do. And in fact, we, we have recently, we had discussed doing a, um, a new to big finish whereby there was a big discount of the first download of each series. Oh, okay. So if you if you were coming to it, or if you'd been, for example, um, but I think it was going to be done as one set. So in other words, you come to Big Finish, and you think, oh my god, and then basically oh, yeah. you pay a certain amount of money, and you get a whole array of series, their That's first episode. Cool. Yeah, and then you go, I like that, I like that, That's I like that, and then you move on. Like a Netflix. I'm a brand yeah. new Big Finish, but my friend here is yes. crazy. I know. She's not crazy. She's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> she is and Love crazy. <laughs> but I wondered if there was a way to do it like almost like Netflix. I don't know if that's affordable mm. where you pay a certain amount and you're allowed this much. Understood. This much. Yeah, this we much. have looked at that model. Um, it's probably difficult to sustain. It is difficult. I mean, we've, we've looked at other models of a similar type. And um, it's uh, when we looked into certain things, there are certain models out there which we thought, oh, they must be incredibly successful, and they do this subscription, yeah, okay. And then we actually dig in a little bit further and contact a few people, and a few people have told us off the record, actually, they're losing X thousand, X, X million a year, and they're actually being propped up by the Amazon or whatever, and you know, and you go, oh, okay, we're not doing that then. Um, so it, you have to be very careful, but yes, absolutely, it's on the agenda to do that sort of thing. And like I said, back to my original comment, we actually have a list on the, on the production schedule of all the things we haven't done yet and what we haven't allocated and we sat down there so this is back to the original question I was answering 20 minutes wow. ago um, we actually go through and we actually culled some things recently because we thought we just can't do everything and actually we're excited about the new stuff that we're doing um, you never know we might come back to stuff anyway so there's a few the lost stories in the companion chronicles recently yeah I mean that was uh, that was hard to do but with the companion chronicles being finished it was because we wanted to do the early doctor adventures and it was a slightly different feel to it and it also means that the companion chronicles is now finite which um, some people were going oh my god it goes on forever well actually that's your list so there you go work away at them buy them occasionally eventually you'll have the whole series so sorry um start with you hello hi um two things first off thank you for um working on the vortex so that i can read it easier no problem is that because it's now as a text black, version no black and white remember oh. they were putting different color prints yes. and all and it was very hard for me to read Excellent. And I do have an iPad now so that I can expand, re it. expand it and read. Um, the other thing is uh, my son Matt was saying, mm. and Gary couldn't remember, but we remember when you guys came yeah. and said, we have just got. Oh, yeah. You know, do you remember that? Because Gary says, no, we didn't. 
And I said, Gary, you... You did, we did. You did. Um, there was one convention we went to where Gary and I spent the whole weekend smirking <laughs> because, uh, and it may seem amazing to some of you youngsters out there, um, but there was a time when there was no new Doctor Who at all. Or, you know, there was nothing going on. And um, we, there was a convention we went to in America. I think, I can't remember whether it was Chicago TARDIS or, it was, or uh, Visions, maybe it was Visions. But there was one we went to where Gary and I actually just sat there smirking. It would have been, uh, it must have been Gallifrey, actually, because it would have been because we had agreed the deal and we knew we were about to record, but we hadn't recorded yet. And we, but we we literally came over to Gallifrey um, to push Beneath Summerfield, and everyone was like, "Oh, there's no new Doctor Who. We're never going to get Doctor Who back. There's going to be no new dramatizations. We miss all the old actors." We, oh God, one second. Um, hello, I'm on stage at the moment. <laughs> hello, I'm on stage at the moment. We'd like to say hello to everyone. Hello. Bye. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, as I was saying, you can edit that bit out. Um, yeah, yeah, we came to Gallifrey and um, we were chatting away and, and everyone was saying, oh, doom-mongering, oh, never going to get Doctor Who back now, the movie failed, oh, no new Doctor Who. And we were going, hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, we kept it a secret, you know, the secrets we've kept over the years. Um, well, Paul, for starters. Well, no, that was, that was a bit like, wow, okay. <laughs> mm. Okay, and uh, David being cast was because we found out so quickly because um, certain certain person yeah. couldn't keep his mouth shut to us. <laughs> um, so it was yeah. it was all of that stuff. But yes, we we did go to a convention like, and then the and then we announced it, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, why didn't you tell us?" And we're like, "Cause it was a secret. <laughs> That's what you do with secrets." Anyway, sorry. Next. Next. On the subject of uh, David, are there, um, what are the likelihood of any more non-Doctor David Tennant uh, episodes? I'd love him to come back and do more Luther Arkwright. I'd love him to come back and do various other things for us as well. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's a bit impractical at the moment. Um, I would, on the record, I'd, I'd like to say we would love to work with David anytime under any capacity. So uh, he is the loveliest man in the world. You, you, what you see of him, you know, in public and so forth, that is him. He really is that guy. And he's quite busy. He's a little bit busy, <laughs> yes, I have to say. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he's the loveliest guy. And um, I mean, we've said this before, I mean, about things. So even in um, Dalek Empire 4, for example, um, he actually had a little role. He was, the, he was the captain of the ship that got blown up. And, um, and he did that from his trailer in Doctor Who. He did it over the phone and left it as an answering machine message on Nick's answering machine. <laughs> so he was like, oh, I want to, I'll, I'll let me give, give me a little part. And, he, and he, then he did it down the phone like, oh, we're under attack, we're all going to die. And then hung up. And then Nick looked, yeah, that's fine. And then he put it on there. Because <laughs> so, it was down the radio line. I mean, he's such a lovely guy. He's so supportive of Big Finish as well. And he's, um, you know... It's great. It's great. We're into the last five minutes, so uh, let's try and get Christ, as many right, questions right, in very as possible. Quickly. Rapid right. fire. Yes. I'd just like to say I'd love to see a full-length story with either Izzy Sinclair or Fitz Kreiner again. Okay. Yeah, that isn't... We do listen to that. We, we are aware that that's popular. Um, 
of when we did those four, one of the reasons for doing it was like, who's going to be of interest to people? Mary Shelley won. That was the one everyone talked about so much. That's why we did Mary Shelley, to be honest. Because yeah. we were like, what do we do next? I'll tell you what, let the public decide. So they decided Mary Shelley, effectively. But yes, there has been a lot of interest in the other, in uh, Fitz and so forth since, and, and Izzy. So yeah, I wouldn't say that's never going to happen. We will see. Let's try, there's some people at the back. Yeah, they've been putting their hands up for quite some time. Yep. yep. One, and then the gentleman it's behind you. Not so much a question as a request, but um, I would love to see Toby Haydock's second uh, yeah, show, the one he did here um, on CD. Hasn't materialized anywhere else. Um, he does the podcast and stuff for you guys. So oh, okay. I, yeah. I mean, that. I think he's got. Um, he's trying to get that done. Um, we would love to do it, I'm sure, at some point. I wouldn't. Yeah, it may well happen. We have a Sirius XM satellite over here, and we have Radio Classics on there, which is, you know, dating back to, like, Jack Benny and things like that. Of, Have you guys ever thought of doing satellite radio sh partnership? Yeah, I mean, but we would have to uh, negotiate contracts, etc. And to be honest with you, we've been rushed off our feet. It is something that we should do, and it's actually, thank you for reminding me, it's something, now we've got someone who actually deals with that side. Caroline Began has come over from Audio Go and helps us with that side of things, and she's done a lot of good deals for us. Um, I will add it to the list. Thank you for reminding me. At the front. Um, this is another request. Uh, I love what you did with the meddling monk, how you brought him back and just developed the character more because he didn't never got enough development in the, in the classic series. Um, another character that I'd like to see come back and get some more development would be the War Chief from the War Games because all we ever saw with him, he just got shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, just, he just got shot and we never saw him regenerate so he could come back in a new form. We've never discussed that and that's a very good point. So, yes. Okay, great. We might add that in. Great. Right behind. Um, it's probably not possible rights violations and things, but I loved when you guys did Tomorrow People. And I would love to see a bridge of some sort, but it's probably not possible. But um, we were told, and um, no, um, you know, we were told you stop now and you do not do anything else. Simple as that. And you, they also like you've got, to, you know, that we gave everyone a fair notice and went, we have to stop selling these at this point as well. And we put them up for sale, as you know, and we did sell a lot. But as people come back to us all the time, tomorrow people are still very popular. The original series and the original actors who did it, and they say to us can't we have it back? The answer is no at the moment. And also, can't you just put the ones we did on sale? I would love to do a box set of everything we did because, you know, uh, uh, we did some great work at the beginning, but to be honest with you, it's some of Nigel Fares' best work in any genre. And he's been a playwright, he's, he's done great stuff, uh, theatre-wise, etc. And it's the stuff he loved the most um, because he felt so at home with that series. And it's such a great series that I, I think it's a shame that people who've never heard the series haven't heard it because it is a great series. Okay, I think we're being told we have Actually, to get off. one last thing. Yeah. They never did the opening. Can you say this is the Big Finish podcast and let them cheer? Absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Big Finish podcast. Yeah. And uh, can I say thank you so much for all your support over the years. It is greatly appreciated. And I look forward to seeing you guys another time. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there we are. That's Jason Hay Gallery uh, emptying a room there. Well done. Um, I'd just like to uh, give my sincere thanks to Jason and Scott and Barnaby for doing such a fantastic job. Uh, it's time now for me to do my impersonations of uh, Jason and Scott. Nah, I can't be bothered. Anyway, um, there'll be another podcast along soon. Bye.
Bye for now. period of five to seven days, followed by a fever lasting anything upwards of 24 hours. Beyond that, well, we're only starting to see that now. Sorry, Mr. Redgrave. They're dead. This whole family, they're not breathing, not moving. But I got better, didn't I? I got better, so they, they, they should have got better too! We made the world so much smaller. Thought we were so clever. <laughs> Nobody ever thought what would happen if it suddenly got big again. This is Dr. James Gillison. Can anybody hear me? Well, when the plague came, I was in Holland. When I flew back, came down the coast, I saw enough to know that what we've experienced in Britain is likely to be the same across the world. You know what the towns are like. There's disease. I haven't spoken to anyone for days. I'm Jenny, by the way. Jenny Richards. It's a matter of survival. Survivors.